Welcome to another edition of The Local Show here on Grassroots Community Network. I'm Eric Scarvin, your host. Thanks for joining us, guys, this week, where each week we feature inspirational locals. Hope you caught our show with Michael and Selah Schneider last week. Selah became the youngest climber at 10 years old to scale the nose of El Capitan. Amazing show. And this week, I've got the world's oldest pro bull rider, a friend of mine known as Cowboy Around Town. It's Greg Castillo. Welcome to the show, Greg. Uh, thank you. Good to see you. We could just call you Cowboy. That's works. <laughs> so thanks for being here, buddy. Appreciate it. Yeah, we got Luna on the set too, and we got a bunch of big buckles right there on the uh, on the coffee table. And we're going to talk about your your buckles because the buckles, like in uh, bull riding, is your awards, right? Your recognition, your story, achievements, your, star- your achievements, right? That's it over the years. Yeah, yeah. So you've got a couple different achievements there. Well, I guess being the world's oldest, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's uh, I'm into my actual 21st year of actual bull riding. I started in 1975. Okay. And from 75, I did 16 consecutive years and then ended up uh, just going into more business and hair. And then in 2014, uh, I uh, got back in the arena again. So I'm back in now for five more years. So that's where I'm at. So. Unbelievable. Well, you grew up in our, you were born and raised in Arkansas? Yes. On the, so your background kind of, do, were you raised on a farm or a ranch? Or? Yeah, we were, you know, farmers. Okay. And, uh, round cattle. Okay. And it's really strange, you know, there's been some of the top bull riders in the world come from my area. The guy that's number one in the world right now is from the town, uh, Chase Outlaw that I rode my first bull in. So okay. he is really putting a show on for the world right now. Is it, uh, what's, what's his name? Chase Outlaw. Chase Outlaw. Oh, that's the guy's name. That's him. Okay, yes. okay. Yeah. That's incredible. So that's like a hotbed of bull riding. So that was a big influence, obviously, on you growing up. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, were, that's what turns out great bull riders is when you supply a place for these kids to start, you know. Okay. but. When people, you know, or kids have, or parents have to drive 100 miles for their kids to get on a bull, that makes it a little bit hard, you know. Yeah, right. But, you know, we had a, a good background uh, of, of bull riders in that area. And uh, there's been some people come on. Mike Richards is one that I'm very proud of. We rode bulls together for a lot of years. So now this Chase Outlaw came from his, like, training in his school. He puts an awesome training on down there for these kids and he has 50 bulls right at his house so you know it's like you having 50 dogs that weigh 2,000 pounds in your backyard (laughs) down boys down yeah (laughs) like so a little different than a dog (laughs) but Mike Richard uh is I mean my hat goes off to him because he is the one that is putting these kids in the position to go forward to be world champions and that's Right. right where I started and grew up 
sounds comparable to like the kids growing up in Aspen. They got skiing right out their door. That's it. Same thing. Uh, amazing facilities, amazing coaches. That's just it. the opportunity, right? It was right there for you. Yeah. And, and see, you bull riding, it. you wouldn't have that here. Yeah. You know, yeah. but you have skiing. So, you know, the yeah. skiing part is awesome. And it's obvious. Just watch the X Games, you know, where some of these kids are coming from. Right. I know I've tumbled down Highland Bowl, which is probably similar to bull riding. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of, I got kind of beat up. Yeah. I was pushing my limits. Yeah. <laughs> there was a big, huge thing over me. It wasn't a bull. It was like the mountain itself. Right. <laughs> I got you. Um, so well, that's incredible. And so when did you first ride a bull? Like how old were you when you... I was uh, October of uh, 1975. And uh, the way the story went down is my uh, dad owned the flying service and I would work with him. It was a young kid on up and uh, crop dusting service. We, we were okay. in um, farmland. So we were at a place called Winchester... Arkansas doing a job that day and this guy walks up and he's got a white t-shirt on and his muscles you can count them and I'm, <laughs> I'm 12 or 13 years old um, and Jeez. my dad said uh, Greg I want you to meet Chuck Blevins he's a bull rider and I just was looking up at him and I was like wow and I said I want to be a bull rider I remember saying that right then, that just looking at him. You're just amazed at this guy's like yeah. his physique and That's the way right. he presented himself. And the way he presented himself. Yeah. And so he said, "We're well, riding bulls Sunday. Uh, get your dad to bring you down." <laughs> and uh, dad, I bugged him and bugged him, and he said, "Come on, we're going to go and get this over with real fast after one bull." <laughs> so, or so he thought. The first one didn't go very well. I didn't have a lot of. It took most of the skin off my back, the first one, and knocked the air out of me. And he said, well, that should be do it, you know. And they asked, do you want another one? And I said, yes. <laughs> so that's when it started. And that's when that particular year, it's a good time to show, you know. Yeah, this. yeah. That particular year, I ended up winning in 1976. So that was 75, okay. the fall. And then in 76, I started on the rodeo circuit. And that wow. particular year, I won all around cowboy on that one, which Whoa. was bucking horses and bulls. Okay. And so that was that one. And that same, that same year was the uh, bareback riding, which is a bronc riding. So, sure. So that was, I was off and running in 1976. I wow. won two buckles, which is two championships that year. That's amazing. And, uh, in your and first I'm still real year. Kid. Yeah, first year out. <laughs> and so you're 13 or 14? 13 by then. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, but you know, it was Little Bridges Rodeo. It wasn't pros or nothing. Okay, it was just yeah. the beginners. Little Bridges. Still, in the, <laughs> those days, you had to ride all year to yeah. win buckles. Nowadays, these kids, man, they can one, win one event and win like a world champion belt buckle. So uh, nowadays, they make it very easy. But back in the yeah. day and, and uh, in the 70s and 80s, pretty much any bull rider will tell you that you had to ride hard and a long time just to win the championship, you know. Because, you know, you got to get on 30 or 40 bulls then Jeez. to win it, and you had to be number one. It's really know? a year-round commitment, and you had to do all these events. So it's the training, yeah. the actual competing, and then you yeah. finally, at the end of a season, might win a buckle. Yes. If you're one of the if best. You're no, if you're number one. If you're number one. Right. Yeah. No, number not two. Not second and third. No, number two don't get any. <laughs> they don't, so. Yeah, they're not even, there's no podium. No. <laughs> it's just the guy who wins and that's it. Yeah. Gets a buckle. We're going to take a quick break, buddy. Rehydrate. We got, we got, well, this isn't really hydration, but this is more um, in the 
reloading of calorie mode after we go. exercise. We'll talk about your barbecue sauce. We have so much to get to. We've got Cowboy Greg Castile, the world's oldest pro bull rider, and he's a local here in the Valley. We're going to be right back with Cowboy after this brief uh, message from our underwriters. I do want to thank Aspen Square, Klug Properties, Independence Pass Foundation, Pickin County Landfill, and Sundog Athletics. We'll be right back with much more from Cowboy Greg Castile, the world's oldest pro bull rider, and he just had another birthday, so don't go away. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Celebrating another great summer season, Aspen Square Hotel is the hospitality place featuring fireplace studio suites and larger condominiums with full hotel style services in the center of downtown Aspen. Aspen Square is proud to support The Locals Show. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to the local show, people you work with. We're back here on The Local Show with Cowboy, Greg Castile, good friend of mine. And, uh, well, most recently, we just kind of got to know each other the last couple months, and I'd been hanging out at the Aspen Barber Shop, both getting haircuts, which I need again right now, um, and also setting up my Beamer, which is a whole other conversation, but getting to know you and the owner, Eric Montemayor. And uh, you guys are barbers, and how does a guy who rides bulls, uh, a pro bull rider, kind of get into the barber business like that doesn't seem like necessarily related or <laughs> you, know, you the you whole know. family is haircutters i mean that's just okay uh if you you know my mother my sister my mother-in-law my kids uh everybody's haircutters in my family okay so all those years i was rodeoing so i would come in off the road and i'd cut some hair Okay. hit the road again, come <laughs> back, cut some hair, and it just kept me going, you know, for a lot of Perfect. years, had a family and all, and so, and it's uh, been a good combination, Yeah. and people knew that I was gone a lot, so they'd just wait on me to return each week, and, <laughs> and I would drive a thousand miles, man, to get home on Monday, like from Davie, Florida, back to my house was a thousand miles, so I'd drive, drive all night after the bull riding, uh, from Davie, which is right at Miami, and okay. drive up to the Mississippi River, you know, where I lived, and cutting hair on Monday morning, you know. And I wouldn't say what the haircuts look like, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, I mean, are you ever just too beat up to do it? 
Were you ever yeah. like just kind of like but you know injured it, trying to cut hair? Oh, yes, I mean, that's part of it, and yeah. that's the reason it's kind of hard to work for me because if you say I fell down hiking this week and yeah, I like, kind of cracked my bone or something, I said, well, that's no reason not to show up to work. Because I've cut hair so many times with broken bones, so come on to work. <laughs> right, it's so, all it's all relative to what yeah. you what you experience. Yes, unless you, like, hit, hey, you listen, hit your head. Now this is tough. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, if you hit your head, okay, I understand. <laughs> but if you fell down the mountain and you broke some ribs, come on to work. Right, right. You That's know. no excuse, man. No excuse. That's no excuse. So you've been cutting hair now over forty years. Yeah. The, if I make it to April this year, it'll be forty years. I started Incredible. in um, nineteen eighty. Then you're at the Aspen Barbershop now every yes. Sunday, correct? Yes. And sometimes other days during the week to kind of yeah, fill, fill in. in. And, right. And that's the barbershop down next to Sandy's office supply. That's it. And I want to want to give a shout out to Eric, who's a friend. And there's a story, I, I don't think we'll get to it on the show today, but that Eric actually got to try bull riding. Oh, yes. I read about yeah. that actually uh, in the Aspen Times. Yeah. I uh, was cutting his hair, and he, he was like, you know, he didn't know I was a bull rider at that moment. And he said... You know, I've always, my bucket list is to ride a bull because I had a hat on and all. And I, <laughs> so I stopped cutting his hair and I walk around and look at him in front of the barber chair and I say, you really want to ride a bull? He said, yeah. And I said, okay, tomorrow. And he was like, what? <laughs> so he left and I called him that night and said, okay, I got it set up for tomorrow. So we're off and rolling, man. And he said that he was an experience it. that he had never experienced before. How did that go for him? Yeah. I mean, was he able to stay on at all? For uh, he stayed on about three seconds and threw okay. him um, uh, pretty high up in the air. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you could just remember him like his body taking oh, off yeah. like into the I, air. I should have brought that launching. video with us, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do have a video. I'm gonna, we're going to toss to that um, of you. There's one clip of you actually getting ready like readying the bull, I don't know what you would call that, kind of roping up. Yeah, You're yeah, getting your putting, hand, hand yeah, placement. Yeah, putting your rope on, and that's before, like, the other events are going on prior to that. And the bull riding is always last of the rodeo events. you got seven events. Okay. Bull riding is last because half of the spectators will leave if they do bull riding first because they're there to see the bull riding. Right. So Keep they do it there. last. So what you're seeing on that video is me gearing up. Here we go right here, actually. Yeah. take Describe yeah. what we're looking at here, buddy. Uh, that's in Cody, Wyoming. Uh, and um, that's one of the – I highly recommend uh, anyone, if you want to do a, voca a vo vacation, go up to Cody. Cody runs the, the largest rodeo they in America at 90 rodeos in 90 days through Jeez. the summer. Wow. So you can go up there and ride 90 bulls one summer and never leave Cody. It's amazing. Huh. And uh, so it's called the Cody Stampede. It's a, it's a huge stadium there. It's a beautiful stadium. And, uh, and what are you doing? So you're tightening up the rope that right. you're going to actually hold on to, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is the bull rope. Is it leather or is it like just rope, standard it, it rope? It is. Um, it's a poly rope, and then it okay. has leather that is braided in with the poly. Because okay. it has to be very, very strong. I've actually, okay. the power has broken in my hand before, broken those rope, you know, and it just wow. pops you right out of there. Wow. So um, it's uh, a rope that I shouldn't have been riding with, but I was partial to it, and it had a lot of bull rides under it. And um, Oh, so you supply your own rope. Yeah. That's yeah, your personal... Right. preference like yeah your you rope. got your ropes and your chaps and okay. your spurs and okay. that's all private gear you know and the contractors bring the bulls 
Okay. And people ask me all the time, said, do you have to take your own bull to the rodeo? I said, oh, no, no. <laughs> I said, that's not how it works. I said, you know, I can drive a Volkswagen, uh, <laughs> you know, a doodle bug, throw my rigging bag, which is in, in the back of it, and I'm ready to go. I don't have horses. I don't have any of that. So, right. um, no, it's just all your gear that you need for, you know, if you were cutting hair, you need all your hair gear. If you're riding bulls, you need all your gear. Like tools of the trade. That's it. Tools of your trade. Now we want to take a look at an actual ride. Here's a short clip of you actually bull riding. We're going to take a look at that. <clears throat> Maybe you can kind of describe uh, yeah. what we're looking at here. I, I don't know if this is up in Cody. Let's take a peek here. Yeah. Yeah, this is the same bull I was just okay. gearing up on. And right here, I get my feet popped behind Ooh. me. And if you could slow that down, um, it it slammed me down if you put it in slow motion and him coming up and my ribs hitting right there i cracked a rib just on Ooh. that particular ride you know and that's through the vest i had a protective vest on right because you so, guys wear vests almost like a police officer right like yeah. a, almost like a bulletproof vest yeah it's, it's i mean it's different, different material, material. Yeah, yeah yeah but it's mandatory now because it's just been so many serious injuries to the bodies and, it looks uh, like guys, uh, and here's a here's a great shot of you and your barbecue sauce. You've got yeah. uh, you've got buck and barbecue sauce. Let's talk about that since it came up on the screen. Um, now, just, how did this get get going? I had uh, after I had won the um, received the Guinness World Record. Um, I just had always kind of wanted to do a a product, and I thought, hey, I'm going to do my own barbecue sauce, and. Uh, <laughs> So it's uh, the, on the on the front of this. It is uh, the world the bull that I set the world record on, and I've signatured it. So it is my signature barbecue sauce, and, and that's nine uh, eleven, right? The bull. That's, yes, that's ground zero. Name. Ground zero nine eleven is that's the, the bull name. That, yes. Okay. And uh, so <laughs> it's um, it's going well. Uh, I've got uh, IMG, which is one of the largest sports agency in the world, that picked me up. As and sponsored me, and uh, and they own the PBR, which is Professional Bull Riders, and so anyway, it's been a good good gig for me, and we just keep pushing along with it. So, what's the best to pair this with ribs, or what do you? Sorry, not to talk about ribs. These are not cracked and broken ribs. You know, These I'm are a pork actual man. <laughs> beef I'm a, or pork ribs. I'm a pork, pork man ribs. all the way, you know, and Boston okay. butts and all that, and <laughs> and or you can make it so you can cook it with it on there, or you use it as a dipping sauce, you know, just okay. put it in a little uh, bowl and. You know, you carve off some of that pig and dip it in there and go at it. Oh, so. man. Can I trade you cookies for barbecue sauce? Uh, uh, yeah, we can do that. Okay. I, we'll figure are, out are a they barter. Are good? Well, you know what? We'll have to do some tasting and bartering after the no, show. No, we'll just pour barbecue sauce over the top. Of it, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, do it all. Just yeah. do it all, man. Yeah. So tell us a story. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for 99.9% .9 of people to relate to riding a bull. This is a 2,000-pound animal with an attitude, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Right. Uh, I don't know if you ever come across calm, relaxed bulls. I guess they don't really yeah. make the cut for the yeah. for the no, bull riding there, circuit. There are some. I um, I always like to tell people that it's all about DNA okay. because you got you got a honeybee and you have a hornet. They both fly. They can both <laughs> sting you, but most likely the bee's not just going to come over there and sting you because you're walking by. But a hornet will, and <laughs> probably ninety percent of bulls' DNA is made up like a hornet. You okay. know, he wants to sting you or kill you. Okay. You know, that's how, that's how they made. get 
Yeah, that's how they get chosen too yes. to test you guys. And I, my experience, and most bull riders will tell you this: that the crazier the bulls, and harder to handle, they're harder to ride. I mean, they just their spirit is way, way up there, high, high level. And with you have that, just like a human, you know, you got a high-spirited boxer fighter. I mean, he's got some energy coming out of him, you know. Yeah. And then you got the old guy that's just barely punching, you know. It's just. Um, <laughs> DNA deal, I think. Right. Because some of the top bulls in the world right now is is all about DNA. You know how you know breeding these bucking bulls to buck harder and harder and harder. Right. And, uh, they keep huge. stepping up the level. Oh yeah. And uh, it's learning. nothing. The, these buckles down here in the years of '76, '87 on up, um, uh, the bull caliber then is nothing like it is today because there's okay. millions of dollars involved in this breeding program of bucking bulls okay so it's just um uh if if you looked if you looked different. at these buckles right here and you attach that to an event or to, to a particular bull is there a story that comes to mind like with one of these buckles in this ride because you got to get to eight seconds on these yeah. two thousand pound just you know wild yeah. animals you know that just want to buck you off and sting you like you said like a hornet is there a little a short story you could share with us yeah i mean it's um um like this buckle right here in 1987 this was um, a uh cruise rodeo company and i had won the championship it's right there for that particular year and okay. i had to ride the whole year for that um <clears throat> and uh you know the, it probably took that particular buckle, I'm guessing, was probably 35 bulls that I had to win wow. to win that particular buckle. And then um, if you come down a year to like this buckle here in 1977, uh, there was a bull, Harry O. And Harry O was known to have a, a poor attitude. <laughs> we, we knew he would hurt you. Everyone knew that. And uh, so, but he was a good bull to win on. And Harry O was a black bull, kind of looked like the bull we just saw on, on uh, the screen there. Okay. Similar look, but he had bigger horns. So anyway, uh, <laughs> about three or four seconds into the ride, he threw me off and I hit right on my hands and knees. And when I turned to look back, he uh -oh. was about one foot from my rear end. Oh and he gosh. hit me and knocked me about 25 foot through the air. And he was waiting on me. So as my body was flying through the air, he was waiting on me to hit the ground. And when I hit the ground, he got right out on top of me and put, I mean, like put his knees down on the ground and I'm underneath him. And when he got through with me, my, my shirt was gone. My chaps were ripped off of me and I couldn't get out from under him. I mean, he was a, a big man. He was really trying to get you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, like was, he had a plan. And I knew whenever I got in that position, this is not going to be good. <laughs> this know? is like you're so exposed <laughs> yeah. and vulnerable. Right. So, so the anyway, bull's like with oh, he, his head? He took most of like, the skin off my back with his horns because okay. he was just like raking them across There's, my back because I was down like this. Oh so finally the, the bullfighters kept slapping him and he got, me, uh, got the bull away from me and toward them. And I, I did walk away from it, but um, he, made a, he made a point. <laughs> yeah, no pun no. intended. He took his points. Oh yeah, pointy horns. Yeah, so you know that's just one. There's many, many of them. There's hundreds of bull rides, you know, over the years, and uh, 
So when you fall off, some of them will turn and try to get you. Like, they'll go after you, right? Oh, yeah. So when you come off the bull, you're trying to run off as oh, quick yeah. as you it's, can, basically get away? It's pretty amazing. Um, when you have a motivator that's 2,000 pounds behind you, <laughs> right. you can roll when you have to. You, know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you just did your best Usain Bolt sprinting, Olympic sprinter <laughs> imitation ever. Yeah. You were super motivated to get up and oh, climb yes. that over the rail, right? Oh, yeah, man. It's... Uh... It's one of wow. them things that I've seen guys, honestly, with broken legs, broken two, and oh still gosh. run oh my because gosh. that it bull could get worse. Is yeah. Oh, it could get worse. It's gonna, so you're yeah. going to try to get out of the way, whatever it takes, you know, unless you're knocked out, and that happens a lot too. You know, it's the <sighs> most dangerous sport in the world, and uh, for reason, it, it's just two thousand pounds or some of you know we're talking about fifteen hundred up to twenty two hundred pounds of animal. And uh, with an attitude. So you so. had a big birthday yesterday. I'm coming up on it next month. 58. We're down 58. to just a minute left. But how long do you how long do you see yourself riding bulls? You know, now that you're 58, uh, you, you keep know, setting the Guinness Book of World Records each year. Well, it, it, the Guinness is like this. You know, I I won it, and and the the GWBR is Guinness World Bull Riding Record. And you know, we're taking that. My my plan. I've got that in in. Uh, six countries around the world to win the the world it's just the plan that i came up with and for the guinness world bull riding record so you know we'll see I, i'm working with st jude's children's hospital and okay. we'll see where it goes okay buddy did you have fun on the show today i did i wish we had more time but we'll have you back on all right man thanks cowboy congratulations man world-class bull rider this is the least i can do you got some Thank of my you. cookies reusable coffee travel mug. Cool. That's thank you, cool. Luna, and thank you guys for watching this week on The Local Show. Right. I'm so passionate about this community. I absolutely love living here and raising my family here. It gives me a lot of pride to share this with my friends and my clients and help them achieve their, their dreams of owning an Aspen Snowmass and enjoying this incredible lifestyle. Curbside recycling is now included with your trash service in Pitkin County. You can reduce your waste footprint and shrink your trash bill by recycling right. Learn more at landfillrules.com. The Independence Pass Foundation, for 30 years restoring and protecting the ecological, historical, and aesthetic integrity of Independence Pass. To learn more, independencepass.org. Sundog Athletics, Aspen's Adventure Sports School, is your opportunity to experience the most beautiful adventure locations and gain new skills to be safer, perform better, and have more fun. Fresh updates on mountain and road biking, hiking, canoeing, snowshoeing, and fat biking adventures at sundogathletics.com, Sundog Athletics on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome to...